Even though it looked a little bit questionable in the first half of the game, the Chicago Bulls come back and play much better in the second half, led by DeMar DeRozan with 20 points and Nikola Vucevic with, I'm sorry, DeMar DeRozan with 26 points and Nikola Vucevic with 20 points. The Bulls get a 112-106 victory against the Memphis Grizzlies. We're going to talk about it, break it all down, have some fun, but first, we got to play that winning intro. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bulls news and content. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into this contest. So the Bulls get a win against the Memphis Grizzlies. It looked mad questionable in there, but the Bulls use a really solid third quarter in which they uh, beat the, the uh, Memphis Grizzlies by only three points and an even better fourth quarter, which they defeat them by seven points to come back and take over this game and get a 112-106 victory. DeMar DeRozan has 26 points, eight rebounds, uh, one assist in this game. Nikola Vucevic with only eight rebounds, five assists, but 20 points. He had the highest plus minus of any Chicago Bull with plus 18. And then Kobe White going 6 of 12 from the field, 2 of 3 from three-point range, 6 rebounds, uh, 3 assists in this game, and 14 points. The Memphis Grizzlies really did a really good job at keeping the ball out of uh, Kobe White's hands, trapping him almost as soon as he got the ball. That's why he did shoot an effective field goal percentage, but didn't have the usual point output that we're used to seeing. That's part of what Kobe White's currently adapting to is just understanding how to still, you know, take over games at times, even with the defense king in on him. But the eight assist is, is the biggest thing there. He played a really good brand of basketball, was really smart about how he moved the ball away for those 14 points from Kobe. Uh, Alice Crusoe with five points, all of those coming in the second half of the game. And Ayo DeSumo with 10 points as well. 19 points off the bench for Andre Drummond as well. We saw a little bit more of that Vooch and Drummond lineup out there together against the Memphis Grizzlies. He has 19 and 10 with one assist, one steal, one block, leading that bench unit. And then seven points from Javon Carter, who didn't play a terrible game. He did take seven shots to get there. And then Torrey Craig with three points, going one of four from the field, all those being three-pointers, but five rebounds as well in that. So the Bulls just, listen, I like the way that the Bulls executed much better in the second half of the game at the halftime hangout. It was kind of the thing that we were focused on. It was the execution. In the first half of the game, the Chicago Bulls had nine turnovers as a team. In the second half of the game, they got that down to five turnovers. So, you know, that that's a big thing there as well. When you look at uh, points off turnovers, the Memphis Grizzlies only had uh, four points off turnovers in the second half, whereas they had 16 in the, uh, in the first half of the game. So the Bulls limiting those turnovers, which is something I really wanted to see the Bulls focus on in the second half of the game, that helped hugely in this game. They end up only the, the – uh, they only getting outscored points off turnovers by five to the Chicago Bulls overall. We won the rebounding battle 46 to 34, which is really good. We won the fast break battles uh, 12 to seven. We tied the second chance point battle overall and the points in the paint. The Bulls were getting demolished points in the paint. We end up closing that gap uh, 42 to 48, still in favor of the Memphis Grizzlies. The key things here. The Bulls made adjustments in the second half of this game. We talk so often about Billy Donovan being out coached. I'll go so far as to say he did get outcoached definitely in the first half of this game. But in the second half, the Bulls came out with a with a nice game plan, both offensively and defensively. You still had role players go off, which is something the Bulls need to look at. But the Bulls got right back in this game almost immediately in the second half. You got G.G. Jackson for the Memphis Grizzlies with 22 points 
off the bench in 30 minutes, and then 27 points from Jaron Jackson Jr. They're only uh, 20 point per, uh, 20 point score, scores in this game, and then they had uh, three other players score in double digits. When we look at the Chicago Bulls, we had a total of five players scoring in double digits in this game. So, you know, solid as well. Like, this wasn't a great game. I don't want to make it seem like it was better than what it was in favor of the Bulls or anything like that. It was tough. It was definitely tough to see the Bulls uh, be able to to only win this game by eight points. But, you know, when it comes down to it, you just you want the Bulls to execute better. And they didn't necessarily execute the way that you would have wanted them to see. But it, it is what it is. Much better performance. Three players over 20 points in this game for the Chicago Bulls. And that's one of the biggest things, the most important things as well. Uh, The Bulls had a balanced attack. And like I said, the Bulls were able to come back and play extremely well in in what they did. And uh, I really like seeing the way that the Bulls executed this game, man. Um, Yeah, like I said, I I don't really have too much. Like, the Bulls got the job done. That's the biggest thing. DeMar with 30 points. Vooch with 20 points. Kobe White with 20 points. Drum with, I said 19 earlier, 21 points off the bench. like. That's a balanced attack. That's how the Bulls are going to have to execute, and you got to give them credit where credit's due. I want to see Kobe White get that. Uh, I want to see him get that triple-double. It's kind of eluded him so far. That's definitely going to come for him at some point. But, at, listen, the Bulls struggled in this game. That's why, you know, when you see the things like AK talk about it. But at the end of the day, man, they played extremely well down the stretch of this game. They played well enough to get the victory, and that was one of the most important things, man, to see this team combat the way that they did to get in this game and to win the game bear break but no it really is it was good man i like i said some disappointment in how some of the execution happened in the game overall but i like the way that we i like the fact that we got to win because there are games this season where the bulls play like this and you know and as competitive didn't pick up the win and with it being close, and the Bulls did that in this game, and that was hugely important. I feel like I know a lot of people are going to agree with that as well. You're going to get some of the naysayers, of course, that say things about the Bulls and, and and you know, oh, well, we, we were competitive and we only won by so many against, against the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay, cool. Sue me. It is what it is. But the Bulls got the dub. And we got some difficult games coming up on the schedule as well. We now move to two games below 500. Atlanta didn't play today, so we stay, you know, keep that uh, that distance that we have from them. But the Bulls are going to have to keep playing competitively, right? You talked about competitive. How much AK said competitive. We now have a two-and-a-half game lead over the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, we face the Orlando Magic, which are one spot above us, but they do have uh, a three-game lead over us in that 8C. We play them um, on Saturday, and the Bulls can win that game. That will push them one game below 500 and, and close that gap a lot between them and their Orlando Magic for the eight seed. So we're six and four in our last 10. We've won two in a row now. The Bulls are the Bulls are making some moves. And I, I gotta give them credit for that. The Bulls are making some moves um as far as not not trade-wise, but just the way that they're moving up the standings and you know, getting getting wins where they can. But they gotta stay focused, man. You can't keep having games where you let down like this in the second half because I tell you what, some of these teams are gonna be able to definitely take advantage of you if you keep that going. And we have Orlando, uh, then Atlanta, then Cleveland, then um, that's it. Those are the three games we have left on the docket before the All-Star break. If the Bulls can win two out of those three games, you're looking at a team that's going to be one game below 500 at that time. So can the Bulls do it? We'll see. Like I said before, getting to 500 only matters so much, right? Can you stay above 500? That's the bigger question in this. Can you do enough once you get there to stay above 500? And if you can, how do you continue to build off of that? And we'll see what happens with that one, man. But all right, let's go ahead and get into your guys' comments. I want to see how you guys uh, feel about this game, and we'll see. 
Uh, I like how we played in the fourth quarter. Definitely, Anthony. I love how we, in the second half overall, we really played as a team. We overcame some of the things that were shortcomings in the first half of the game, and we executed. And that was the biggest thing that I wanted to see from them coming out of that first half was execution. We did that pretty well. Uh, Michael uh, Gallivan says, uh, I, uh, why do these Bulls do this to me? Because that is the nature of the Bulls, man. That's the natures of the Bulls. So Alex Lorez says, I know a win is a win, but this has to be the worst win of the season. No, there was another win that was something like this to think. Well, again, I don't know if the team had as many players out as the Memphis Grizzlies did, but hey, uh, horrible attention to detail. That's a really good point. You got you got to pay attention to that defense. I mean, that uh, that detail. Uh, QMG Saint says this game was ugly. Listen, I'll take an ugly win over an ugly loss, though, right? And listen, some people's baby mamas are ugly. They got to go home to that every single day. At least now, like, we can go and maybe hopefully get a better win against the next team we play against. Listen, stop marrying ugly people. Stop doing that. But all right, let's keep it going. Um, Last Son of Krypton says something was rotten about that court, but we played well in the fourth. That court is a eyesore. That is one of the ugliest courts that I've ever seen in my life. I thought we were going to give that game away. It definitely have the makings of that. Definitely have the makings of that. Let's see. Melvin in the building says, someone said Javon Carter looks like someone who sells cigarettes at the CTA red line. Loose squares, loose squares, and packs. No, you know what's even worse? He looks like somebody in Detroit who sells the, the, the one, the bag of ice, like the one ice cube. That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. I didn't even know they did that until a couple of weeks ago. We have to uh, we have to have a come to Jesus moment meeting, a come to Jesus meeting, because there's no way we need to be beating teams by close margins who we uh, barely even have uh, the two star players. That's been the story of this season, though, for the Bulls. Right. This isn't any I wish I could say this was this was outside the norm for this Bulls team, but it's really not. We've been playing close games against teams that on paper with how how many players they have out. You think that we will win against. And so. I, I wish I could say that this is outside the norm, but it isn't. Matthew says, I don't care how the Bulls got this win. Yes, we didn't play the best, but we have lost these kind of games in the past. Definitely agree. There's something to be said about how you're able to get a win, right? That's it. Uh, DeMar DeRozan had 30, not uh, 26 or whatever you said. I was looking at one of the quarter breakdowns. So the way that the site that I use to pull up stats is uh, Hoops and uh, OMG. And so you can use like half quarters. You can separate different quarters and look at the breakdowns there. I had one. I had a different breakdown of. So yes, he had thirty points. That was, if I said twenty six, that's on my bad. As soon as I'm done watching this, it's first stop. What's what's the first stop? What what are we talking about? Uh, I would like to see Julian Phillips more aggressive. I see he's starting to pass the ball too much. This, I mean. Listen, this was one of those games where, especially when you're playing against an opponent that you probably shouldn't be losing against and you're losing, I can understand a rookie who hasn't played a whole hell of a lot of meaningful minutes way more here lately what may freeze up. Like, I, don't get me wrong. I would love to see Julian Phillips aggressive consistently. But keep in mind, these, these players are human as well. And, you know, for a player that's kind of been in and out of the rotation, he doesn't have a consistent role. In this type of game, I can understand why a rookie – would, would clam up a little bit. The problem that we have is, is Patrick Williams, who's been in the league for four years, sometimes clams up in moments like that, right? But, you know, it comes down to it. Julian Phillips hasn't played a whole hell of a lot of minutes, right? Let's be clear here. He had a couple of games of being over 20 minutes, but for the most part, he hasn't played a whole hell of a lot of minutes on the NBA season. So there's going to be times of that. That's part of the growing pains of basketball is to have those moments where you don't you don't really feel as confident you pass the ball out. i tell you what, Gigi Jackson, though, I, that dude has the mentality of a killer. Like, it just comes down to, now he's been playing a lot more minutes 
basically since the uh, the month of January, when where he averaged 19 and a half minutes per game in the month of January, he's averaging 22.5 minutes so far uh, in the month of February. But that dude has that 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 mindset. I would love Julian Phillips to have. So Melvin says, I've been loving the Drummond and Vooch chemistry lately. Having Thad Young or at least one more uh, big at buyout to step up and give uh, those two rest would be huge. I mean, uh, if Thad Young's bought out, uh, Danilo Gallinari's been bought out. Those are guys that definitely can fit that, and we'll see. King Cap, uh, Pippen Jr. was a pest. Yes, Pippen Jr. defensively, I didn't, I didn't know Scottie Pippen Jr. had that motor defensively. You got to give him credit for that. He's played really good, really good. Win is a win. I'm not going to complain as much about wins anymore. I mean, I can feel that. I can definitely feel that. Shay's in the building. Shay says, hey, it's one of the best birthday gifts I have is having you as a friend. Whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, I ha- I'm i emotionally stunted. Don't come dropping no stuff like that on me because I'm – no, I'm just playing. I appreciate you, brother. Happy belated birthday. I know your birthday was yesterday. Happy belated birthday to Shay, man. Hey, now, we competed. A competitive win, competitive win. Delver said that hat and shirt raw as hell. I appreciate that, man. Listen, I told you I was in my gold era when it comes to Bulls gear. Um, so – I, I, I like that. The whole gold look has been a thing lately. So I know I had the white and gold, but now we got the black, red, and gold. So, yeah, it is what it is. You'll be seeing more gold on me. Uh, the game was ugly, but the Bulls played well in the fourth quarter. Drummond Vooch, DeMar Caruso, Kobe, and Io played good tonight. Yeah, they, they did what they needed to do. What is Delbert talking about? Bro, you got to stop with the crack jokes, bro. Stop with the crack jokes, man. By the way, it would be nice if when we had injuries, our team can go dumb and chuck threes as well. JJ with half of the of the fouling would be a top 25 player. He's so good. He is good. He he definitely has to slow down on um on the on the scoring. I mean on the uh on the fouling for sure, right? I wish the Bulls team could just play with consistent effort. Can't expect them to dominate a team they should since it feels they always have to play to the level of their opponent. I mean, I know we say to the play the level of the opponent, but I just really think it just comes down. The, but we see this bull same same thing against even good teams. It's execution. This team doesn't always execute, and it's almost like when they're down at the half, they wake up some. Uh, you think about the third quarters that we saw when we uh, when we um, third quarters that we see uh, when the team has a lead. Right, they come out with a terrible third quarter. So what? This was definitely a one titty auntie type win. Ugly, but it's family, so we got to take it. That's crazy. That's wild. Do y'all see that one Pippen move? That shit was cold. That's funny. That one Pippen move. Hey, hey, it did not look like Kobe was not concerned about scoring. I mean, listen, Kobe has the poise of understanding how to affect a basketball game. That's the thing from Kobe White. He understands how to impact a basketball game. And that's been one of the best growth things to see from him this season is that you know, and that's been that's why I said the time that Kobe spent coming off the bench the two seasons prior to this, I think really helped with him understanding the pace of a game, how to impact the game, right? Being a little bit more patient. Because when Kobe was coming off the bench, his role wasn't always scoring. Now he always got shots up for sure, right? But his role wasn't always to score. So he had to learn how to play defense. He had to learn how to pass well, right? Not to say that he never did those things in the past and in college, but it just it it helped him kind of learn the way to do that a little bit uh, better. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. Like Kobe's Kobe's basketball IQ. I think that's the best way to bring it together. Kobe's basketball IQ is what is all is rising as well as his confidence in everything that he's doing. And because of that, you're seeing Kobe really just understand so much better how to impact the basketball game so much better. Deanna in the building says definitely uh, could have uh, traded Carter for Pippen Jr. That's hilarious. Nobody's taking Javon Carter. 
Nobody's taking Javon Carter. Uh, you guys have to understand something. A player like uh, understands that he's not going to be able to score against a lot of teams. So he's going to try to try to affect the game in other ways, unlike Zach. Well, the thing is, is that Kobe is going to have to learn to, get to score against every team. Not to say that he needs to score 25, 30 points every single night. Some nights it is going to be the 16. Some nights it's going to be 12. Some nights it's going to be whatever. But how else do you impact the game? You know what Kobe does do? He draws fouls. He passes the ball well. He rebounds the ball consistently well. And I would say this, and again, I don't want to do the whole Kobe versus Zach thing all the time to make it seem like we got to go against each other. But Kobe is a higher basketball IQ player than Zach Levine. He just is. Now, that could come between Kobe White basically being a point guard his whole career, even though Zach Levine was a point guard up until he got to the NBA. But I think that that plays a part in it, that Kobe has always been a point guard. And you have to have a level of basketball IQ to be able to do that. Do, 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 do. Delbert says Kobe and IO too fast. Listen, those guys get out in transition with AC as well and Drummond. That's that's some fast. That's that's fast, man. Isn't it kind of worrying that Drummond has been almost playing better than Vooch most of the time? No, because their roles are very different. And Drummond is like Drummond's one of those players you can't force him to play any other game than his than his own. Vooch, because he does have the ability to shoot threes, sometimes is forced to do that by the way that the, they call the offense and sometimes to create some space for DeMar and especially when drums out there. So it's not concerning when you understand why, the whys that go into it, how they play. Drummond's game is, is one of those games because he's so great at it and because of where it is out on the court, he's going to be able to play the same against every team. He's going to body people. So, you know, I would love to see Drum play a little, I mean, uh, Vooch play a little bit tougher. Put an elbow on somebody from time to time, right? Uh, if you can get Andre Drummond and Nikola Vucevic to do the fusion dance from DBZ, it'd be the perfect center in the NBA. Literally, the perfect center in the NBA. Fortunately, we can't do that. OTR, DeMar may not be the player he used to be, but he's shown the game he can still be valuable playing a lesser role, for sure. He has more than enough ability to play um, to, to still contribute to the team. Like, DeMar's game, even with it declining some, is a game that it, it, he's always going to be able, as long as he can create that separation and get a little bit of lift, he's always going to be able to do that. Like, he he's learned how to pick angles and get to the free throw line and hit shots that are very difficult. Like, that's not going to go away, and that's part of basketball IQ as well. When that physical still skill slides a little bit, he's going to be able to rely on what he does better than anybody else, and that's that mid-range game. So, Yo, Hayes, I felt like Arturis was unclear in his answers. He kept mentioning being competitive, but to what a degree? I'm glad Casey Johnson and Jamal Collier, both local and national reporters, grilled him on the questions. I mean, what AK did was basically give a lot of political answers. That's just what he did. And to a degree, that's fine. You're going to understand, like, you're, you're not going to give everything out. I know we would love to see and have a front office that comes out and say, hey, this is the deal we got offered. We didn't like it because of this. We didn't do that. We Because... It's not going to happen, right? And and I don't like the way the AK's press conference came off. I understand some of it. I don't agree with all of it. Um, but it, 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 you, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Like I said before, I'd almost rather you not talk at all. Show us, right? That's what it is. Show us. And what you showed us today is that you are content with going through another second half of the season with what we had on this roster. Bulls fans aren't going to like that. It is what it is. Now, your job is to now use these last now 29 games that we have left to really evaluate so you can attack free agency in a more meaningful way and improve this team to be that competitive team you talked about there.
can you do it? You have the ability to. I don't doubt that they have the ability to. I'm, I don't doubt that AK is smart enough to, but will you? Are you willing to come off some players that you brought to this team? Are you willing to make some necessary changes to make answer some of the tough questions to get to a place of truly being competitive, to truly contending, to get to that place to really, really be there? That means you have to make some tough decisions. And it seems like because AK made some tough decisions early that came back to bite him in his ass, that now there's a reluctance to make those tough decisions. You have to be willing to make those decisions if you truly want to get to the next level. And that's up to this team. That's Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today up to the front office that's up to the coaching staff hell that's down to the owners if this franchise really wants to win if winning is truly what you want to do you're going to have to you're going to have to find tough answers to tough questions and so far they haven't shown a propensity to do that consistently and we'll see how that comes about for the bulls sick of people comparing kobe and zach vooch and drum and zach and demar stop comparing our own players what the fuck hey listen bro it's gonna happen like i i can just tell you ryan i get what you're saying definitely feel where you're getting at but it's not gonna stop it's not gonna stop because he said a lot of nothing. He listen, political, political. Uh, Del Grady, uh, would you say that Acme and Billy need to be corrected? That's that's funny. Uh, you seen uh, we are interested in Joe Harris to make the playoff push. I mean, I can understand it. Joe Harris is a career forty, almost forty three percent shoot shooter from three. What do the Bulls need more than anything? We talk about it a lot. Shooting. We lose a lot of games to simple math. We need shooting. So. Uh, listen, it's a buyout candidate. They're not going to be perfect. There's a reason why they're cut, right? But you can add some shooting definitely at the bottom. Pat Bev was a buyout uh, signing, right? And you can't say that he didn't help the Bulls on the back half of that season. It just becomes about how, what exactly do they bring, what's the exact skill set that they bring, and how much do the Bulls need that. For example, you replace Javon Carter with a in the rotation with a Danilo Gallinari, with a, a Joe Harris. If they can shoot for their career averages, it helps. It helps more than Javon Carter pump faking three times and hitting a, a, a one out of every 15 three-pointers. But, you again, what did I just say with AK? You have to be willing to take the risk. And that is a risk. That is definitely a risk. The Bulls do have a better chance of winning the game if they are losing at the half. It really does seem that way. really seems that way. Agreed. AK gave very political answers to me. It just seems like he has an intangible plan that that solely relies on the players we have just better rather than making moves to construct a team what the thing like i get it and i understand what you're coming from with that and i don't disagree with you at all but in looking at it from the standpoint of ak like you he spent a lot of assets bringing this team together and i have no doubts that the bulls could have made some moves at the deadline if they were willing to give up picks the Bulls are now safeguarding their picks because they gave up so much for a team that ended up disappointing. And you got to understand that even as a fan in our frustration, they gave up three first-round picks 
that at least one of them. And Franz Wagner turned into a player that absolutely could help this team right now. So because of that, you kind of got to understand it to a degree. I get it. We want the front office to make moves, but you also need to. What they didn't do well is safeguard your future. And the last thing you want to do is make a move for Bogdan Bogdanovich, for example, and have to give up a first-round pick, and then he either leaves, he either gets hurt, he starts sliding at being over 34 years old. You have to do those. You have to review those type of things. So with the unique situation that the Bulls are in, they don't want to give up assets. They didn't want to trade AK because they want to try to keep me. I'm sorry, uh, AC, because they want to still try to be competitive. They could have moved on from Drummond, but then you don't have a backup center. And you see in like today's game, drum is hugely important. And then uh, on, like the DeMar thing, I get it. I heard they want to re-sign DeMar DeRozan. I understand that. That may be something that comes back to bite them in their ass, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, is Joe Harris a good defender? Fuck. No, he's not. No. No, he's not at all. But listen, he, Javon Carter was supposed to be a good defender. He's been absolutely god-awful for us. Did you see about the report where it said ownership was ready to rebuild? Knowing AK didn't uh, do nothing is crazy. I think the report was credible. Well, AK said it. He has the permission to rebuild if he chooses to. He doesn't want to rebuild. But keep in mind, a rebuild isn't going to save this either. There's something to be said. I get it. And like I always say, what a rebuild really does is removes fans' expectations. It doesn't do really shit else. Yeah, you may get a higher draft pick, but it doesn't guarantee you're going to you're gonna come out with a star because of it. How many first overall picks end up winning a title on the team that they get drafted by? Not very many of them. I think it's like four in NBA history. So I get where I get where the like that he like he has the it's not that the front office wants him to rebuild it's that he has the green light to rebuild if he chooses to do so. But I understand why he doesn't want to do so. You have pieces here in Kobe, AC, Io, who are showing you a lot. You got veteran pieces in Drummond who who, who can still play. Zach, I get it. He waxed a little poetic about Zach Levine. We'll see how that ends up turning out. But rebuilds aren't as easy as what people do you, you want to be bad for three to five years that's what a rebuild is going to mean and i can understand why ak doesn't do that he didn't do that in denver denver never won less than 30 games after they traded away carmelo anthony and they again they it took luck make no mistake about it it took luck he also drafted well outside of getting lucky but hitting on a a pick in the second round that ends up turning into an mvp that's huge luck but even without that they still built a playoff team so it's it's positives and negatives to everything, right? Everything. I like DiVincenzo or Harrison Barnes. I don't think either one of those guys are getting bought out. I don't think they're going to buy out DiVincenzo. The Knicks just signed him. Harrison Barnes, I think, is on an expiring, so he could technically be bought out. But no, did he just sign a new deal this summer? But I don't think he's going to be bought out either. Do you think the Bulls are good enough to get in the sixth or seventh seed? I think they're. if they would have started off the season playing this way, if we didn't have that 5-15 start to the season, which – that's what it was maybe it was five and 16 even if we would have went one eight or nine games over that time instead of instead of going five and 15 that would have changed things drastically for where the Bulls stand right now I do think they they are good enough to with the way that they've been playing that that almost 600 uh 61 percentage over since since December but it's it it's the ground I don't know if they're going to be able to make it up we'll see if they can stay healthy uh get well get healthy first stay healthy Maybe, maybe that's, maybe they can, maybe they can. Rebuilding is only good when there's a generational talent. You're depending on to turn your franchise around like Wimby uh, with San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. And, oh, that's another thing. This is not the draft to go full rebuild for. There's a reason why so many teams felt comfortable trading first round picks in this draft, 
because the talent in this draft isn't shaping up to be the best. And so because of that, this definitely isn't the year to go rebuild. Now, next year, let's say, let's say for some reason the Bulls get off to another slow start. With Zach Levine coming back, let's say they move on from Zach. They decide to move on from Vooch trade, get his most assets back, tell Kobe White, I'm sorry, Kobe, but we're trying to get you your running mate in Cooper flag. That may be the year to do that. Yeah, we owe a pick to San Antonio Spurs. It would have to be top 10 for them not to get it. But that, that's a player that's willing to, to, to re go rebuild for. This draft, not really, not really. Uh, you're down on Javon Carter, me too, but I'm hopeful he could play better when he knows when he had his minutes are. I think of how Derrick Jones Jr. was able, was up and down uh, when his role was unclear. He's third best on the Mavs. Well, keep in mind, though, DJJ still always found a way to impact the game. Regardless of his minutes, when he got in, he always impacted the game. Javon Carter, he still, let's not act like Javon Carter's minutes are hugely inconsistent. Like, no player is going to get, unless you're, when you're a role player on the team, your minutes aren't always going to be the exact same every single night. But Javon Carter's getting minutes every single day. Every single game, I should say. So I can't get that excuse. It would be different if he was, like, in and out of the lineup. He got some DMPs or whatever else it is. He started off the season having a very consistent role. He started off the season getting 15 minutes per game consistently in the in that season, in the first two months of the season. Right now, his minutes are inconsistent because his play is inconsistent. So I can't give him bell on that. I can't. But I understand where you're coming from. First, I know you're trying to get attention, but first of all, if you're going to spell my name, spell it right. And, like, so that's the first thing. You're trying to troll and you're doing a terrible job at it because your mama dropped you on your head. I bet you have a long-ass head because your mama didn't shape your skull when you were young because you didn't have a brain and she was afraid she was going to crush the little bit of shit you had in there. So, no, my head, my head is not bigger than my body because I'm fat. So that right there is, is infactual as hell. Secondly, spell the guy. You, you left this comment four times and didn't spell my name right any of the four times. You, sir, are indeed an idiot. So if you're going to troll, try to troll better, because otherwise your mama may get fucked tonight. Keep it pushing. Now, with that said, uh, Javon uh, couldn't even guard a player who was a sh who was shorter than uh, him this game. That's crazy. And his hairline was worse, too. His hairline was worse. The hairline was terrible. Terrible. If you absolutely had to pick a buyout shooter, Joe Harris or Evan Fournier. Joe Harris. Listen, Evan Fournier, I don't trust. I don't trust Evan Fournier at all, personally. Um, yeah, I just don't. I don't. I don't trust it. Don't trust it. Shea says, uh, I don't know if anybody cares to know this, but the defense is much more efficient when DT is in the game compared to Javon Carter. That doesn't surprise me. Javon Carter is just trash. He's dookie. He's dookie. Javon Carter is dookie, bro. Like, it just, he, he's been bad all season long, fam. Like, he has the occasional game, but come on, man. Let's, what are we doing here? Derek White's father really did show. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's wild. Uh, I'd rather struggle at the beginning of the season and fix it and then struggle at the end of the season. Then uh, struggle at the end of the season. I mean, I agree with you, right? I, and I think that happens to a lot of teams. I think just sometimes it's more magnified or not based off the expectations of the team, right? A lot of teams start off slow in the season, and then they're able to get it, get in rhythm as the season goes on and eventually get into a better spot. So Javon Carter is Taco Bell in the morning. Whoa, okay, okay. All right, all right. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? That's crazy. Taco Bell dookie, bro? Like, that's oddly specific. How much Taco Bell do you eat, fam? You eat a lot of Taco Bell. Huh? That's crazy. That was oddly specific. We should have released uh, Javon Carter and re-signed Denzel. That's crazy. That's wild. Uh, do you think when Passive P came back, uh, will they still play Drummond and Vooch more? 
Yeah, I mean, listen, well, I don't know if they played him together as much unless it's like specialty lineups, but Patrick Williams is coming back to a role, period. He's coming back to a role. Um, but did you notice that every time DeMar changed his hair, he got a bad game, then got to change his old hairstyle? I don't, and I don't know if that's actually accurate. Uh, would you be interested in having Gigi Jackson on the Bulls? I thought he'd be a decent pickup to develop. How, how, he signed. It, what are you, you going to steal him? You going to steal him? Like, that's not how it works. You don't just walk in the building and be like, yeah, let me just pick up that Gigi Jackson. I'm going to go ahead and just put that over here. Like, you trying to shoplift a player, bro? That's crazy. That's crazy. This man just said he was trying to shoplift a player. I'm okay with us getting another shooter in the buyout market as long as he has the size to play power four. Oh, you need that size, Sunshay? You a size person? No judgment. No judgment. No judgment at all. We got no judgment for you. Uh, everybody know when the Taco Bell and White Cat. Whoa, that's crazy. That's crazy. Fans ask the darnest questions. F fans ask some weird questions. They ask some really weird questions. I thought he's still on the 10-day. My bad. No, no. So Gigi Jackson, they drafted Gigi Jackson. He's not on 10-day contracts. I think he's on a, he may, I don't think it's a two-way either. Maybe it is a two-way. Two-way is probably what it is, but they, they're still going to have his rights because they drafted him. Uh, he said, I get away with theft at Forever 21, so the NBA shouldn't be any different. That's hilarious. That is funny. That's crazy. I think, it, no, he can't be restricted already. He, they, he just got drafted. Let me see Gigi Jackson's contract, because I think y'all tripping. So, whoa, they did only sign him to a one-year contract. That's risky. That's really risky that they signed a, a second-round pick to a one-year contract. He still, he still will be restricted, so let's keep that in mind. But, wow. That's like what they did with, uh, you remember Wesley Matthews? Because he was originally on, was it the Jazz first, and then he signed with the Portland Trailblazers, or vice versa. But... That's like what happened with Wesley Matthews. He was a undrafted. They signed him, and then he was immediately like able to go to free agency and got paid. So, hey, somebody may be coming for Gigi Jackson. It may it may end up being uh, Shea because Shea needs that size. He needs that size. He needs that size. He said, I get away with theft. Oh, I already read that one. You left that twice, or that was just me? I refresh. Oh, the chat refreshed on. Yo, Hayes, you're the best. Right, listen, I appreciate that, man. I'm just crazy. That's all it is. Big Diesel in the building says, who do you think the Bulls should target in the buyout market? Already talked about this. Uh, Danilo Gallinari, Joe Harris, that young, if he is bought out, would it would bring an interesting thing. But again, I don't, I don't really know. I don't, I don't know if I want him back. But hey, if Snogo gets caught up, do we have to cut Terry Taylor? Not that I really mind. Just curious how it works. No, because we have an open roster spot. So, and even then, like he's, he's they're both signed already. So no, we wouldn't have to cut anybody uh, to call up Adama Snogo. Memphis would be dumb to not resign him after. Well, it's not that they just won't resign him, but you got to keep in mind, once somebody's unrestricted, they get options, right? So it's not just up to the Memphis Grizzlies. It could get dangerous. That's what happened with Wesley. Go and check out what happened with Wesley Matthews. I can't remember if it was Wesley Matthews' first or second year in the league, but he was he was in a very similar situation. He I, I don't remember he was undrafted or a second-round pick, but he signed that that deal, and he was able to basically immediately go back. Yeah, he was undrafted. So he played, let's see, he played that one season in Utah. So keep in mind, I, I thought it was one season. So in 2009-10, he played all 82 games for the Utah Jazz his rookie year. Averaged 9.4 points per game on 48% shooting and 38% from the field. He immediately hit restricted free agency, and the Portland Trailblazers offered him a contract that the Utah Jazz just could not match. So 
Hey, because you got to keep in mind, because he was, hasn't been there three years, you don't have the full bird rights. You have early bird rights, meaning that you can match any deal up to a point. You still have to have that salary cap space, though. So if, for example, I don't know the Memphis Grizzlies salary cap situation off the top of my head, but let's say the Grizzlies have $10 million in salary cap space. If a team came and offered um, Gigi Jackson $12 million per year, the Utah, I mean, the uh, the Memphis Grizzlies would have to either then cut salary from their team to be able to sign him, or they just wouldn't be able to sign him even though he's a restricted free agent. So it can get interesting for them with Gigi. Gigi Jackson is turning heads. It can get really, really interesting this offseason. The Bulls won't be involved, though. Don't worry about that. The Bulls aren't going to be involved. Um, but we have to stay under the luxury tax, of course. If you caught up Sonogo, would that put us over? No. So, Jamal, so... Sonogo signed to a contract. So keep that in mind. His contract is his contract. He, you, When you're on a two-way contract, you can play up to 50 NBA games. There's only 29 games left. So because of that, he hasn't nearly reached that max. So they don't have to do anything new with his contract. It's, he signed. He's on the books. That two-way contract that allows him to come and play some NBA games. So, no, it wouldn't it wouldn't affect the luxury tax bill at all because his 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 salary is already on the on the roster. I mean, on the on the on the the salary sheet. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I would use that disabled player exception Lonzo had to keep Andre Drummond. Well, it expires before then, bro. Expires before then. Hey, shirt goes hard with the matching hat, boy. Stay. Hey, listen, come on, y'all, y'all, y'all know what I do. Plus, I hate that the Chicago Bull is so low, but you may not be able to. It doesn't come on camera, so this is one of those special shirts. It's for the year of the dragon. So there's like a dragon that goes through it here, but it's like, it's it's you can only see it in certainly in in certain light on the shirt. Um, but if you guys search Chicago Bulls year of the dragon, you they they have it. Let's see if I can find it real quick for you guys. They have it to where you can better see it on the uh on the promo but i saw it and i immediately had to have it it was a special drop by michelin ness um i think you had to buy it like uh within like an hour or something uh let's see year of the dragon year of the dragon let's get this up see i don't think it shows it really good on this either there it goes you can see it better on that one let's see if i can save this Yes, I can. Uh, oh, you know what? I can just pull it up. Why don't I just share the screen? Making it more difficult on myself. So you see that there's a dragon right here at the bottom of the shirt. Oh shit, it's not gonna, it's not gonna let you see. But yeah, it's it's year of the dragon. There's a little dragon design on there. But dope shirt, dope shirt. Had to get it. All right, let's see what else we got. Hey, did you see what AK said about Zoe? He's messed up. No, what did he say? AK said something about, I honestly, if AK said something about Zoe, I didn't see it. Um, let's say Zoe comes back exactly how he was his first season with us. Do you think we start him with Kobe and Zach? Or does he come off the, ooh, that's a real, he's not though, right? And you guys know I'm very uh, literal, so it's hard for me to a answer the what if questions as part of my, I feel like I'm on the spectrum a little bit. That's part of my spectrum thing. You know, people that's on the spectrum don't like, like being asked why questions. My brain doesn't work well with like what if questions, but um, I would say this. Uh, I think you may have to try to start them, right? I, maybe, maybe. But then Kobe's so good on ball. I don't know. I really don't know. I really don't know. Uh, respect, Brody. Really got all the Bulls drip. Hey, listen, I do this. I do this. Uh, hey, thanks for explaining. They were saying on CHGO that there may have to be some maneuvers if we wanted to uh, a buyout guy, even though we have a roster spot, we're up against the tax. Glad Snogo could still. Yes, yeah, Snogo. So anybody on the roster still. So yes. They are right. We are basically right up to the luxury tax. I mean, I think I, I if don't quote me on this 100 percent, but I think we're like less than a million dollars up to the luxury tax. So that would mean 
if the Bulls do sign a buyout candidate, expect Terry Taylor to get cut probably too. Because even though we have an open roster spot, I just think that they're probably still going to look to clear up some of that space so they're not in the luxury tax. So uh, I got to say it. This man, Hayes, don't miss with the hat shirt combos. I appreciate that. appreciate that. Zach would be traded, so it wouldn't be an option about that. Uh, I ain't going to be sh- shooting guard and Kobe starting point guard. No, you can't just assume Zach's going to be traded. Like, Because I, I don't think Zach will be traded this offseason. We're going to start off the season with Zach Levine on the roster for sure. Let's see. AK said, be competitive, and they – and that what now since the poor start after installing a new offense, if this isn't competitive, I don't know what fans want a first place team with the snap of a finger. I understand where you're coming from on that one, Rob. Definitely can understand where you're coming from. But all right, so I'm going to go ahead and get ready to wrap it up. Got to get ready to go do Locked on Bulls. And I am tired. I'm not even going to front on you. It's been a long day. Now that y'all care about my personal life, well, my actual full-time job was busy today. It was trade deadline day. Before the before we even started the 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 pregame show today, I dropped four videos on Chicago Bulls Central. I did my daily show. I, we did a live stream for the last thirty minutes of the trade deadline. I then posted a a video of the Bulls not doing anything in the trade deadline, and then I posted a video on the buyout candidates and AK's press conference. That was four videos. Since then, I've done three more with the pregame, halftime hangout, and postgame shows. So listen, I've been killing it today. I appreciate you guys. Make sure you guys hit the subscribe button, man. I love you guys. Go Bulls. See Red. I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, If you guys can, make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod is gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Thanks to you guys. And like I like to end everything on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Breaks Breaks Radio.